Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence? Everything is bitch, 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 bitch. Okay, I am actually very sorry. <laughs> So basically, my Ben's world now is cleaning up Jake's mess. I got you. I got you. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the Brotherhood of Batman. I am Ben, your sunshine into the dark, dark darkness of Gotham and the baby brother. And I'm Aaron. I'm the old set of us. I produce this mess. Thanks for tuning back in. And I'm Jake. I'm the Miller Brother. I'm the one that came up with the crazy list of comics that we read through each week here on the Brotherhood of Batman, a show that is normally about three brothers who read comics in a continuity order that I came up with, talk about the Dark Knight movies, games, anything that we want to that has to do with Batman, the DC Universe, and anything nerdy. Is that what it's about? Yeah, yes. it's about close enough. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> uh, I am going third uh, on this special episode of the Brotherhood of Batman uh, because I made the drink for tonight. And tonight we are enjoying a very green drink called Riddler's Revenge. Oh, I thought it was called Shot in the Leg. <laughs> <laughs> Shot in the Leg. Riddler's <laughs> Revenge. All right, what do you got? Uh, Riddler's Revenge. This is from Tipsy Bartender. Um, it is sour green apple vodka, Midori, uh-huh. uh, lemon lime soda, and a scoop of vanilla ice cream. Oh, that's no. a lot of flavors. <laughs> I think it's still not bad. Um, I like it. Yeah. But I will not be going to sleep anytime soon. (laughs) (laughs) No, the sugar will keep you going, Ben. We are recording in person at Mikasa, which is exciting. And it's like 8 o'clock on a weekday. So all of us are fading quickly. Uh, But we are here to talk about... (laughs) What are we talking about? Uh, We're going to talk about uh, um, a little movie we saw this past weekend together. Yeah, Uh, That would be The Batman. Dun, dun, dun. Vengeance. We all got together. We all saw the movie. I had some popcorn. It was a good was great. time. Yeah. yeah. Before we get into that, you guys want to do a little Week in Geek? You got anything going on in your geeky little sure. world? Stop talking about comic books or what do you think you're doing, you. nerd? Stop spending get those words! I'm the Batman of Geeks, bitch. I uh, I took the boys to a mini comic show uh, the other day, and Connor picked out a Simpsons figure, which was fun. Which and one did he get? He got Barney, nice. uh, which you can't go wrong <laughs> with Barney. And I was very close to buying a Demolition Man, uh, Simon Phoenix figure, but it was $65, and I couldn't pull the trigger. So I Jesus. Didn't, I didn't buy that. Uh, next time? <laughs> maybe. Next time. And I did pick up a few books, um, some Elseworlds stuff, and just some random Batman. Yeah, I saw things. in your pile you got um, the Elseworlds Silver Bullet or Speeding Bullet. Speeding Bullet, yeah. Speeding Bullet. That one's good. I like that one. You're going to like that one a lot. Yeah, I haven't read it yet. And uh, Toby was the able premise to... premise is basically the, the rocket from Krypton instead of landing in Kansas, lands in Gotham. Oh, well, that's fair. Oh. Well, there you go. Yeah. Hmm. 
Now, Aaron, my question is, have you put all these in your CLZ app yet? Those I did. <laughs> the stack from Jake the other day, I did not because we were in a hurry to get the house cleaned after the movie for the in-laws for dinner. And so everything kind of just got shoved into the room. If you know how that goes, everything just kind of like, where does everything go when you're trying to clean? Your in the bedroom. bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> yep, in the bedroom. So, uh, yeah, but Toby did finish reading The Long Halloween, which he oh, really nice. enjoyed. That he is a big book to, to digest as an 11-year-old. He's 13. 13-year-old. <laughs> That's a... <laughs> But he started reading it when he was he 11. He probably did start so. reading it when he was 11, yeah. Uh, and he bought Sorry, uh, Killing Joke uh, at the show. And so he was excited about that. And he also bought a Simpsons comic. So. Nice. Yeah, nice. He did buy me a, or for us, a uh, Batman, the, 19, the 66 show. It's a book all about the show. It talks about every single episode. Oh, it talks cool. about the movie. And then it has like some trivia questions about every episode and things. It also has a giant list of all the holy words that Robin said. <gasps> so we may have to incorporate some of these things into that like future a, that sounds like a good game. future episodes. Holy encyclopedia, Batman. Yeah. Right. That's like exciting. what are real ones that were said and which weren't? So I might come up with a, a future game for us. Ooh. What was his I'd I'd really like to know and maybe we'll have to have him record a little second his uh, opinion on Long Halloween, if he feels up for that. I think he enjoyed it. He did not. He kept saying, like, uh, I think so-and-so is the holiday killer. And I'm sitting in Kelly and I are drinking coffee, watching TV in the morning. And I go, nope. And then, <laughs> <laughs> as he's calling from the other room. So that's kind of fun. It's a good story. If you have did he ever guess opinion. it? Uh, I don't think he fully got it, no. But it's a it's a tough one to fully get. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta it, so. roll it over a couple times. Yeah, but, yeah. How about uh, you guys? Um, I guess I can tell more stories about my lovely little cruise I went on. Um, did I tell we you? We warned you. We warned <laughs> you. <laughs> no, no. I'll be good. I'll be good. Did I tell you guys at all about um the trivia games that were going on on the boat? Well, on first the of show, all, you have. Uh, I don't know. First of all. <laughs> Um, so there was, there was like just trivia going on, like pretty much nonstop and you could just see like what the categories were and a bunch of people were like, Oh, we're going to like sixties, seventies music trivia. I was like, no, no, no. I'm on a Disney boat. I'm only going to Disney trivia. So I participated and won an Aladdin trivia, which was exciting. Did that open up a whole new world for you? It it did. A whole new world of wearing medals and getting more attention. Um, But uh, but my husband was very was very sweet and he tried his best and I, I listened to his answers before I politely nodded and then wrote the correct <laughs> thing down. That's that's how that goes. But yeah, we won that and that there was just a lot. It was fun. We did a Pixar one, which was really hard. And I huh. enjoy Pixar movies, but I cannot do a Pixar trivia. I feel like those would be some obscure things. Pixar's had a lot of movies, haven't they? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and it was. Uh, for me, it's like there's Pixar movies that I love that I've seen lots of times, and then there's ones that I've seen once in theaters and then just never mm-hmm. see again. Um, so it was like, what's the name of the hair stylist or the the barber shop in Monsters Inc? I was like, there's a barber shop in Monsters Inc. So, but it was fun. It's fun to do those, and they're they're silly and whatever. Mm. So, what is the name of the barber shop in Monsters Inc? I don't remember, and we got Damn it wrong. Okay. But we did better on that one than I thought we would. But we walked in being like, we're going to lose this. I was a little hungover and needed like a break between Mm. things. And so we just like stumbled into the room and tried. That'd be fun. I really like trivia. During the last couple of years of COVID, uh, I miss going to trivia nights, doing the whole like 
bring the buffet of food and and laugh and play raffle games and all that kind of stuff. I like those a lot. It'd be fun to find a comic themed trivia night if there were. Such so a thing. there have been some sure. in the local St. Louis area where there's there's actually a group. It's like geek trivia or something that go around and do themed geek trivia. And uh, yeah, I think I think the three of us could take on a pretty good. I think we could do well in a Batman trivia night. Um, <laughs> That'd be so embarrassing. That would be so sad if we. Oh, but we would lose. Room. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we would lose because I would tell you guys that you guys were wrong all the time, and <laughs> no matter if you were or not, so. that's fair. Yeah. That's all fair. right. So I think I talked about my weekend geek on a previous show, but I wanted to bring it and show it to you because now we are back uh, in person. Ooh. So I pre-ordered a second edition printing of a book called Gotham, nineteen nineteen to nineteen thirty nine. It's and it, oh, I, I, I did it like a this. year ago, and it finally showed up uh, a couple weeks ago. And I'll pass it around. Uh, this is by a publication group called Giant Panda. They do these um, these themed books where they'll take a, it, they've done Ghostbuster or they're doing a Ghostbusters one. They've done Batman. They've done a bunch of Star Wars stuff, and they print them in different formats. So this one is like a. Um, a pictorial history of what Gotham City was like during that time, but it takes all of the Batman current characters and recasts them with actors and makeup and settings for back then. What page is Condiment King on? Uh, he he is in there. I sent you a picture what? of him. Did you? Apparently, you guys didn't read any of that. I don't. I should have bookmarked I some of the better ones. I saw something you sent us about this, but I definitely didn't see Condiment King. He's in there. King Snake. All right. No, we'll pause right. it for it's a second. Right. No, 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 no. Strange. Uh, yeah. So it is wild. Um, I cannot recommend it more. I love just sitting and flipping through it and figuring out like what were they gonna do uh, to create this character in this world that they've made up. It really does look so huh. old school. It, like Bane's like a sick. circus like straw it. man, and uh, yeah. So obviously, you guys don't want to do this while we're on the show, but uh, I would spend some time flipping through it. If nice. I yeah. I will find Condiment King before the end of the night. That for is no worries. <laughs> I was just kidding, anyway. So when Jake zones out and doesn't, yeah, I, I thought you were kidding. I didn't think you, that he would actually be in there. But no, that's he cool. is. They, they're Ace the Bat Hound. I would really, you Bat know, what Heist. would make this? What would make this book before flipping oh, through God. here, Ben? Is if Ooh, if they just angry. had Raz Al Ghul as the normal Raz from all the comics, oh, just the just same as way. the unaged and <laughs> Raz Al Ghul. So that would have been great. Uh, so I have a couple more of their books coming because nice. I was a big fan of that. Um, and so I may share them on future what episodes. What other kind of stuff? Uh, well, you'll just have to wait. Oh, okay. okay. All right. So uh, what's this movie we all watched the other day? First of all, the popcorn was Liddy City. I've been waiting for movie theater popcorn. I missed it. It's in my top 17 things I missed during the pandemic. <laughs> so getting to have that for a second time after the Spider-Man movie was well worth the wait. So I got to say, my wife says, you can go to the movies without getting the popcorn. And I just kind of look at her. And I'm like, that's that doesn't really work. Like, yeah, you have to have popcorn at the movies. I feel like it's yeah. a have to. Or if you're five, you can just have fruit snacks. Exactly. Like I did. Right. Yeah. I love fruit snacks. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize Jake was eating fruit snacks. I got fruit snacks. No? Is that not okay? You brought them with you? No, I, brought, I bought them there. You bought fruit snacks at the movie? <laughs> you didn't notice that, Ben? I no. You I wasn't going to get anything, and then you guys were getting candy and popcorn and stuff. I was like, I guess I'll get something. So. Hold on. 
What? You bought fruits like for like twenty dollars? Yeah, they weren't cheap. They were way <laughs> overpriced. Why did you buy popcorn? I didn't want popcorn. Why didn't you buy candy? I didn't want candy. So the movie, I'll start. <laughs> so as as I our wanted, listeners, I a fucking fruit snack. As our <laughs> listeners know. <laughs> I am the Batman fan who doesn't really like Batman, but <laughs> I will say, and I told you both when the movie was over, it was hard for me to find problems with this movie. I genuinely enjoyed it. Obviously, this podcast is going to be riddled with spoilers. <laughs> riddled. Um, and it, yeah. if you haven't seen the movie, don't don't listen. Don't, don't listen to this Just, anymore. You can enjoy our Weekend Geek and come back next week for whatever we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. and and if I mean, obviously, if you have any intention to see it, uh, if you don't, that that's your own call. But uh, we, I would highly recommend going into it as blind as possible. A hundred percent. Blind as a bat. Blind as a bat. Uh, yeah. With no clue <laughs> as to what is going on. <laughs> What? I'm hilarious. A, it's the fruit snacks that get, make me funny. It's uh, three hours long. It's not short. To me, it did feel long, but I enjoyed it. I did not. I did not want it to end. I didn't like. I know three hours is long. Wah, I don't care. Like I, you know, you watch a movie at home, whatever. You know, you can pause it. You can go to the bathroom. You can come back and pick it up. Like when it comes out on HBO Max, April nineteenth. That's what I'll do <laughs> is I'll be watching it and pausing it and coming back oh, and so analyzing. Soon. Yeah, I know. It's pretty soon, isn't it? Like, you you know, you tap your watch periodically. Okay, what time is it? How long have we been sitting here? And it's like, oh, we still have two hours to go. Oh, I still have another hour. Yeah. And I, I, I don't I don't know. Long movies. I'm like, oh, shit, I get my money's worth. And, you know, I don't know. So, yeah, I agree. It, it was no, long. Ben, ben um, I, I love long movies. I liked it. But at the same time, like I love watching TV, like the episodical, you know, the nine, 12 uh, episode seasons. I love watching those like two episodes at a time. So I love uh, absorbing material in um, bigger chunks like that. I don't like the half an hour. Um, I think under two hours, (laughs) under two hours isn't enough time to develop and create a world as engrossed as they did in this right. movie. Fair. Um, and the fact that there were, you could have almost done like chapters, title cards in this movie. Mm. It could have been were, like that Justice the Snyder cut where you had like chapters for it if you wanted yeah. to. And I think on future watchings, you could sit down and watch up to a point Take a break and watch the right, up to no, another I, point. The next it's night. a long time to sit in the theater. It's a long time. I I didn't mind it, and I think it a hundred percent earned its. Yeah, you may have been able to trim a little bit, but I think you everything that you would have cut out would have lost in the world building, would have lost mm-hmm. in the overall story, and then would have condensed it too much for you to be like that was just way overburdening and it was just th- pitching stuff at me. I think it was paced very well. It was paced well, and I'm giving you both crap. I'm over here laughing silently to myself because I don't, I really don't know what it is about me and not being able to watch long movies. <laughs> because in one night, I can watch two episodes of Australian Survivor, which is literally three hours of my life, and be completely fine. But put me in a movie theater, and I'm just like, it's too much. But that's a me problem. So, can you sit through the all the entirety of Titanic in one viewing? Yes. Or do you get but that's it? artwork. This wasn't quite Titanic. I'm sorry. Is that is that fair? After I've like I have nothing bad to say about it. I liked it. I oh, zoned out a it's little. It's a different movie than Titanic. 
right it's not the best movie to ever be made that wasn't made by disney or (laughs) also a teen comedy so (laughs) (laughs) okay that's fair all right things i did like um let's talk about battinson robert battinson did a lovely job i thought his batman like the First of all, let's get to Pattinson, but yep. like I think what helped make him so good was the the score and the music, and I think his like the way he would just that pounding four notes that they just would repeat, like when he showed up in the dark, like when they are doing the intro and he's doing the monologue, and like all these villains are like seeing the signal in the sky, and you look and see the dark shadow, and you're like every who's who wasn't like peering in there really carefully. When is he coming out? When's he coming yeah. out? And then he didn't, and the goons are running away and and you finally see him appear and his presence and his voice i thought he did a great job on the voice mm-hmm. um it wasn't overkill it wasn't overkill it wasn't as like deep as like i felt uh, bales was yeah, too some, much yeah, bales, bales always and, bothered me yeah and it was it was that same kind of thing as his whole it was char- no george clooney but <laughs> his, his whole character the True. entire movie is <laughs> trying to come to terms with the fact that there's a Bruce and a Batman. He doesn't want to be Bruce. And so like, he's not forcing this other character out of himself. He believes he's the Batman. And so he's not throwing his voice. He's not trying to disguise it. He's just, he's being intimidating. And so he's, he's altering his voice a little bit, but it's not to the crazy Bale or anything else, or trying to be a mimic of some of the other voices like Will Arnett or anything like that. So, yeah. So because of that, I feel like we haven't gotten his Bruce Wayne yet. I think that's intentional. I think in yes. a sequel we'll get to see him yeah. put on the facade and really mm-hmm. play up the Playboy Bruce Wayne. Um, or the well, because of the way the movie ends, I think it'll very much be him trying to can I be Batman and right. Bruce at the same time? Because the city needs both right now, mm-hmm. and he doesn't feel like the city needs. Bruce and so yeah I think we are going to see more Bruce next time around yeah I would say that the appearance of Batman in this was more like 85 to percent to like 15 percent Bruce Wayne in terms of like his on-screen presence and I didn't think his Bruce was bad by any stretch it definitely was a younger looking Bruce Mm -hmm. which if this is going for that second, I mean, you can, yeah, when they say it's a second year 28, yeah. of being Batman, so he's not going to be a, a super old guy. Um, you know, I think I, I liked the, you know, he gets out of the, the costume, he pulls the, the cowl off, and he's got all this makeup around his eyes, which I thought really added to the appearance because of the, the way the cowl is cut and mm-hmm. really just made everything super dark. Um, he had that angsty, I mean, I was reading some things where it was based off of Kurt Cobain as like some of the uh-huh. motivation for the, the Bruce Wayne on this and how it was that they even played some Nirvana music in like the, the um, Wayne Manor. So it's kind of like showing, um, some of that angstiness that he's maybe feeling, which I kind of liked after I'd read some of that. I didn't pick oh, yeah. up on that when I was watching it, but. Well, I think the, the big thing, like with the eye makeup, how they've. Every Batman, um, Adam West w- was not. So every Batman <laughs> since Michael Keaton had under the cowl has had black 
eyeshadow to fill in the gap around his human eyes. But then and he'll the, take and off the cowl and, and it's not normal. there. Yeah. Right. And in specifically in Batman Returns at the very end of the movie when he rips it off to reveal himself to Selina Kyle in one shot he has it and then he goes to pull it off and his face is clean you and pristine. You can't take off makeup that fast. <laughs> right. You can't take off. <laughs> but after he, you know, they, they did uh He was so sweaty in this. Right. He was very sweaty. And he didn't care like after he gets back to the cave or his version of the cave and he takes his mask off, he just hangs out in his half his suit and his rags and looking his... crazy. <laughs> he did look crazy. <laughs> he I looks like it. a guy that lives in a fucking cave. Well, <laughs> I let's talk it. about the cave. The cave his it's not Wayne Manor out in the countryside. It's Wayne Tower. Yeah. Uh, he's in the and he's the like kind of like you see him driving on his motorcycle and he goes underground into like the subway like tunnel system almost underneath the the towers in the uh, financial district or wherever he is, and he drives into the cave. I thought the cave was pretty bad. So, yeah, the cave he, was like an old um, subway station or railroad. Kind of looked like it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, filled with bats. Um, a lot of cool tech, but it looks like it's all like shit that he's just been collecting and like uh-huh. ordering off of eBay and building himself. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it looks like it's all. Um, just hodgepodge together it's not refined like it was in the snyder cut it's not even as refined as it was in the keaton movies Mm-mm. and stuff it's just a bunch of tech thrown in there i loved the and that seemed that seems more realistic in the sense that if you know he's trying to be underground he's trying to be like in the shadows and he's not gonna have like some box from like i don't know fox coming dropping it off to him or yeah it's not gonna say wayne tech on the side it's gonna be like this is what well you think about like some of the construction that they'd have to do in some of the bat caves that we've seen in movies and in the comic book like we're down there how do you get a fucking cement mixer down there to pour the floor and like and a giant dinosaur and the giant dinosaur like (laughs) somebody had to see that thing get freighted in there and you've got things that lift up and down and floors rotate and spin and yeah like yeah, Alfred's like, been busy. Giant, like, right? Harold. There's no Harold in these movies. I would love to see Harold. Well, <laughs> that'd be very problematic. I would love to see a version of Harold in these movies. I think it's possible. It's possible. I think it's possible. Get Disney. Um, <laughs> I was talking to a friend on Facebook, and he put something I was thinking really well into words. He was saying that this somehow managed to be one of the most comic booky Batman movies we've had at mm-hmm. the same time as being one of the most realistic. Yeah. And the way they yeah. made that blend made it so good. I was like, yeah, I think you're right. Because it felt like, I don't know about you guys, but cinematography wise and story wise oh. and the way they mm-hmm. use the characters, I felt like I was reading a, a good comic. Yes. Yeah. A high level graphic novel about Batman is what it what it felt like. No, Jake, about Snoopy. <laughs> of course, Batman. <laughs> I'd read that. <laughs> a detective comic about Snoopy. Okay. Uh, I, what did you think about the detective aspect of this movie? Because I, I've there. read a bunch of things <laughs> that it was not it was a not a superhero movie. It's a thriller crime drama mm-hmm. with Batman. Yeah, which is great. It's one of the elements um, we've been reading a lot of Batman books, obviously, and we've talked about how the detective comics title does the more detectivey stories, mm-hmm. and this felt like that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's uh, something that they haven't done. They haven't taken advantage of that avenue in the movies yet, and this did 
it very well. It felt like a David Fincher suspense movie mm-hmm. that had Batman in it. It felt like, um, you know, a, a, almost what's a, in the box, Batman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there were times where, like, I was finding myself. I, I know it's a Batman movie. Batman's going to be fine. You know, the the hero's going to win. The 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 villains are going to get put away in Arkham. All of these things that uh, you expect to happen. Not cleanly, <laughs> but. I'm finding myself like, I don't know where this is going. I don't know what's happening. And I am trying to put the clues together. Like, I have watched enough movies. I've read enough comic books that I know, like, the when you see a gun on a counter, that gun needs to be fired by Act mm-hmm. 2 or whatever it is. Like, you know, the opening scenes when he kills the mayor and the tool tumbles across the floor mm-hmm. and he has to walk over and go pick it up. I'm like, that's important, but I don't know why. <laughs> and for all of those reasons, while <laughs> this isn't my Riddler, I do think Riddler was the perfect choice for a villain if they wanted to do an actual detective oh, story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And to spin the Riddler in this fashion where he he's scary. Yeah. He's yeah. scary. He's based a lot on the Zodiac killer. Um, you know, he, he is the Zodiac killer of this millennia. Like if the Zodiac had access to social media and could build a following, like, Hey guys, make sure you hit the like button at the end of my rant. (laughs) Yeah. That was terrifying. And real. Real. Uh, Yeah. Real. Yeah. Yeah. That was creepy when he finds the final video and he's just like, oh, thanks guys for, you know, liking my last video and go kill a bunch of people. Yeah. And I'm like terrified. Oh, fuck. This is what actually happened. Like, this is scary. Yeah. This is like could really go down. Yeah. Yeah. With crazy people. I when he got captured, I was like, okay, this was a little too easy for them to catch him. And I was like, we still got a, like 40 minutes left. What's going to I was not ready for the, the big reveal. And like when you saw the. In one of the previews, you see Batman banging on the glass, like mm. trying to yell at him, but you don't see Riddler in that reflection. You don't see any context. And I was expecting that to be like early on when he's like trying to get info from some other guy or uh-huh. something, uh, not realizing that he's not, he hasn't pieced it all together yet. And when he finally pieces it together, I thought it was, was really good that he had to go back and look for the information. And he's always going back to the crime scene and you get some low, dumb detective or cop that's like got pulled the short straw that's for, for some fucking dumb reason is standing in the dark <laughs> in all of these places when he confronts Catwoman in the in the one in the mayor's murdered house. It's in the dark. And then he goes back to Riddler's lair and it's in the dark. I, are they not going to turn the lights on? Electricity just Electricity like, is expensive, Aaron. I guess. I guess. <laughs> Maybe the power grid issue or something. <laughs> and they all give him the, you're not supposed to be here. And he's like, fuck, I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he gave very little shits. Um, something that surprised me how much I enjoyed it was the relationship with Gordon. We saw wow. this version of these two in this movie that we've read in the comics, but I don't feel like I've ever seen it um, on screen before. I just really like how much Gordon respected him and let him in and was like, Mm -hmm. okay, you need to get out now. Like you could see those two being a team and I just thought it worked really well. Yeah, absolutely. And Gordon was a competent cop, but he was fighting against the corruption that was slowly unraveling within his own department and everything. And so you were able to see him have to rely on Batman because he's like, we have this weird relationships where we completely trust each other, 
yet mm-hmm. you're a dude in a fucking costume and I'm a, a police lieutenant. And uh, I thought it was really, I thought he was a stellar Gordon and I cannot wait to see more of him. I'm assuming he's going to get the commissioner's job now. and you know. Well, there's always openings in the Gotham and the uh, higher ups. Uh, that also leaves like DA positions open down the road for possible people that want to fill that job. And uh, we, we, we know... did have some of Ben's favorite people in this movie, didn't we, Ben? The mobsters. Yeah. What do you think of the mob in this movie, Ben? Um, at least it was familiar, and it was names that have been in comics, and it wasn't just mm-hmm. randos or made up for this movie. So that made me happy, and I'm glad. <sighs> it pains me to say this. I'm glad that I we read all the crap we've read for the <laughs> podcast, just so I was familiar with you know Falcone and Maroni or whatever mm-hmm. all their baloney names are, um, Ravioli. Um, so that was fine. I mean, obviously what they've developed over the course of the long Halloween and dark victory, and then they've brought it into the Nolan movies and a lot of other comic books have drawn on the Falcons or even the Gotham show, the Falcons, the Maronis, um, these two crime families that have been vying for power in Gotham and how they're intertwined. I loved that we got the reference to, what happens in the long Halloween where mm. Thomas Wayne has to save Carmine. Uh-huh. Um, and we get to see that in the pages of that comic. Uh, oh, is that where that happened? Yeah, I, ended, well, I went and looked for it. Yeah. Where Bruce is on the stairwell oh. watching his father. Familiar. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's part of the reason I told Toby that he can go see Batman once he's finished reading long Halloween. Ah. Like, you got to have some frame of reference for this. Um, I was a little, um, confused by the casting of John Turturro when I heard that he was going to be Carmine Falcone. I'm like, that guy's not a mob boss. That's Jesus from (laughs) Big Lebowski. Don't fuck with that Jesus. And uh, I thought he did a really good job. Uh, I thought he had a scary side as well as a Mm -hmm. – even his sympathetic side seemed very fake, and I think that worked really well for a guy of his mobster status. Um and then the dealings with Catwoman, I thought were really well handled. I do before we switch because I was going to use that as a lead into Catwoman. I meant to mention something else. I have a theory, and she I haven't learned in this. I've I've been looking around at different theories since we saw the movie. And I haven't seen this anywhere yet, so I'm hoping that I'm the first to maybe have noticed, but uh, I'm sure I'm not. <laughs> uh, so when Catwoman goes to Falcone's office with the intent of killing him before he's dragged out of his office and everything. Mm -hmm. And there's a guy outside the elevator. He's kind of hunched over his table, scribbling on something by the light. And he's supposed to be the guy like guarding the door. And she's like, I'm, I need, I'm here to see Carmine or whatever it is. He's like, Oh, he's not seeing anybody right now. That guy looks suspiciously like Alberto Falcone, the holiday Mm. killer, like the casting of him. He's like this kind of this weaselly guy, mildly balding, the longer nose, like, Mm. I challenge you next time you go see it, watch for that guy sitting at the table. His only line is like, he's not seeing anybody right now. Um, and he looks so miserable to be like put <laughs> on this job where everybody else who's been in that doorway before has been a big brooding strapping guy or something. And I'm like, mm. oh, dude, like they just put that in so that Alberto's there. Just like that would be pretty cool. Given the shit job of watching the So door. she didn't have like her camera contacts in during that. So. There'd be no way to like see if it focused on her or anything. 
Oh yeah, like oh, with the names. Yeah, with the names, that was pretty. Yeah, cool. I don't. I don't think it did that there. Yeah. So, uh, what do you feel about the Zoe Kravitz, Lenny's daughter, Catwoman? Um, Meow. I thought she was great. I thought visually, this is the most like comic book Catwoman we've seen. Like they've changed her aesthetic over the years, and this is this is her with the dark black hair, and she's athletic and adorable, but also like ferocious. And oh my god, so many wigs. So many wigs. <laughs> she did have a lot of wigs. This movie had more wigs. No, this movie had more like little throw away like nods to everything we've read. Like uh-huh. it was impossible to keep up with all well, of it. Well, they even called it the cat and the bat. Like Yes. Like old stuff, new stuff, things that I don't even know if we're in continuity. Like everything was kind of hinted at. Stories mm-hmm. we haven't even gotten to yet yeah. were hinting at. Yeah. Um I thought she was great. I was I was very, very pleased. Um I loved her whole arc. You know, she's she's there casing this place, getting herself ingrained in the the mob family because yes, she wants revenge on her father, but she also wants the fucking money. She wants to rob him. She wants to pull a big job. But then she's also being involved Priorities. because she's taking care of uh, young women who maybe can't protect themselves as well as she can. She has a thing for strays. She, she has does. a thing for strays. And uh, so did she only take her favorite and just leave the rest, Ben? The cats. <laughs> she had a lot of cats at one point in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Bruce took... even comments on that, which is I thought was funny. Yeah. Or Batman comments on her. Somebody does. It's Batman. Yeah. He's always Batman. He's always Batman <laughs> yeah. in this movie. But yeah, she took her took her favorite cat. Um, and I that lo- was even giving me vibes of like, what the heck is the girl's name from the early Catwoman stuff we read? Holly. Holly. Robinson. I was getting Holly vibes mm. from this. Like there was just a lot. Yeah. I like how intricately she was wound to this whole story. It never felt like the love interest to me. It yeah. never felt mm-hmm. like an add-on. We got to get as many villains as yep. possible. Yep. No. Somehow yeah. all of the villains in here all made sense. And there were well, so many comic characters in this movie, but right. it didn't feel like anybody was shoehorned in. No, and I, I think they, I think Catwoman's persona was played pretty close to how she's appeared in comics in terms of like the, I don't know, I mentioned it a few weeks ago, like that chaotic neutral that she's going to do whatever's in her best interest. I feel like they kind of played that really well for her. Like she's, I'll work with you, Batman. Fine. That's what I got to do, but this is what I'm going for. And Mm -hmm. this is my ulterior motive. And this is, you know, I'll work with you until I need to do what I got to do too. Yeah. Yeah. The second she's done, she pops out the contacts and like, screw you. And then she just moves on to the next thing. It doesn't over worry about it. Right. Yeah, and and the violence side, like she doesn't have the same rules as he does, and it it only comes down to him interfering with her killing her father. And um, I think she would have totally done it if he hadn't shown up. Oh, she totally would have. And done it. it wouldn't have changed her. Like yeah, she I don't think off the building. I don't think he saved her soul. I don't think he altered her future. He's just like this isn't the right way to do this, and. You know, maybe it changed that decision about it, but it wasn't. It wasn't this revolution where she's now going to be a superhero and all this great stuff's going to happen for her. It's just like, okay, well, that's just not what how this is going to go this time. Yeah. Well, she she we find Catwoman and she's working when in the bar of one Mister Oz Cobblepot, 
And how I saw I was sandwiched between you two in the movie, and when they mentioned the name Iceberg Lounge, I'm pretty pretty sure that I saw both of your heads turn <laughs> turn towards the center. So that was pretty cool to get Iceberg Lounge mentioned in the in the movie and actually gone in. There I were no mean, penguins there were per no se. No penguins, but but <laughs> it was it, it was pretty cool. And this is the penguin that we are getting to now in the comics yeah. where he's mm-hmm. a mob boss and he's he's pretty untouchable. Yeah, he's a yeah. right. He's kind of lower level in this, except for, you know, the demise of Falcone, which allows him that in to yep. start doing what he wants. And what'd you what'd you think of the uh, per- penguin portrayal in here? Uh, I loved it. I mean, I I really like Colin Farrell in most of the things I've seen him in. And he was lost. I almost said Colin Jost for a minute, and that would have been a really bad penguin portrayal. Who is that? It's uh, Scarlett Johansson's husband, and oh, also no. the anchor on uh, Saturday Night Live. I don't think that would have worked. No, no. But also, if you told me that Colin Farrell was going to be the penguin, I'd be like, no, that's not going to fucking work. That doesn't make sense. And he's completely lost inside that character. You could have never told me who they cast as him. And if I went to go see this movie blind, I would not have been able to figure it out. Yeah. I think we've learned over the years through Batman movies that we should just trust the casting because with Heath Ledger, we're like, oh, terrible decision. Uh-huh. Like we've been given that time and time again. Yeah. So I, I, I thought I Paul Dano who... was amazing as a Riddler. I think he looks like a slimy little Edward Nigma. <laughs> Yes, I'm glad we got the ending where he was Nigma in the cell. It made me warm he's, up to the whole Nygma. whatever or whatever right. whoever yeah. he was. It, it was more of a recognizable Riddler, and I, I do think it was done really well. I liked the change. I just it it, it was very dramatically different. I think it's Nashton is what they Edward Nashton was mm. was one of the ideas mm-hmm. IDs. Yeah. He had he had multiple IDs in his mm-hmm. wallet, mm-hmm. and I'm not convinced. My other theory is I know who he is, but that's fine. Mm. Okay, let's yeah. talk about the different Robins. <laughs> so <laughs> there is first of all the scene of the there is a beginning. little boy who just keeps getting eyed by Bruce. He's like, "Come here, come here, come here. You're gonna be my yeah, lord." He's just staring at him, <laughs> and he's and Bruce is sad because he's over relating, and he's like, "This kid lost his father. I lost my parents." I'm pretty sure the kid loses his mom at the end of the movie too. So the mom and him are at the bear's swear-in. Are you talking about... No, they get pulled out of the water. No, he does. the mayor's And the mayor gets pulled out. The mom's right behind the kid. I don't remember seeing the mom. I was looking for her. No, the mom... I... The way I saw it, the kid... So Bruce is pulling... Batman is pulling people out of the water. And he's offering his hand. And people are hesitant to take his hand. And the little boy gives him his hand. Because he's Robin. And then the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> then the mayor gives him his hand, and that's like the symbol of like they're together now, and this is together as in like we are going to work well, towards a better Gotham. And then when they're all leaving, right behind those two is a white woman that I was pretty uh, sure okay. was the mom. No, all okay. right, I was looking for the mom, and I guess I missed that part. They just had the mayor go next because of the symbolism of what the okay. scene was telling about Batman's relationship I with the I will be city. watching for that on my second view. I, I could be wrong, but I was... So could I. I, mm-hmm. I was very confident that it was the mom. I was very I was convinced that they just fucking orphaned this kid. No, and no, no. They might have, <laughs> yeah. Uh, can we get back to Penguin real fast? Like yes. When he's tied up <laughs> and he's like trying to they think he's the informant and he's trying to like convince him he's not and he's like what is this good cop bat shit crazy cop my I favorite that line was of the, the movie 
the funniest shit. And then they leave him, and he fucking does a penguin waddle across this tied-up part. So anyway, that I thought that part just was fantastic and well played. It was very funny. So we talk about them pulling the the Robin to be character and the mayor the f- out. The, but the, we have yeah. Batman literally with the beacon of light for Gotham coming to pull him out. That's I pretty, cried. That's pretty cool. I had a, I had a tear. And so coming from the shadows to being the being the beacon, do you think it's too much symbolism? To... No. No, fuck you. You can't have too much symbolism of a man who dresses like a bat. Yeah, it's a comic <laughs> it's a comic book movie. You cannot... I'm just trying to be Well, it's a comic book movie and it's after what, two freaking years of the world being a hot sink mess. I mean the world's still a hot yeah. sink mess. But like everyone's emotions are high. Everyone has gone through a lot. And to to have a moment of like hope at the end of this dark movie was it was nice. It was emotional. And it's the right way to end a movie that is promising a dark Batman, promising mm-hmm. a brutally brutal, violent Batman to show that that's not what this character has to be about is the right way to treat a Batman movie. Right. Because Batman needs to be for everybody. And it's going to get into my final review of the movie, so I don't want to go too far into it. But I think it's I think it's the perfect way to end it. I think it's the perfect way to set up a sequel if you want to, or for it to be the final oh, movie, and we just assume everything that's going to come from it. They're so. clearly going to make it. Of course, it's made they a clearly shit ton better. of money. <laughs> shit ton of money. Um, so, Violent Batman... Sorry, violent Batman and the the young boy that witnesses his violent side and becomes the second Robin. <laughs> yes. So violent <laughs> Batman. That first, the early scene of the movie where he's fighting the people in the subway, he beats the crap out of the first person. Yeah. I was like, you're like trying to kill this man, and it was it was a pretty cool scene. Just with like. I wasn't tired of the rain yet. And so it's raining and there's all these thugs with like Joker the, makeup. The, the makeup on. Yeah. And there's the one with like the half face. And I read it as he's being initiated yes. because they were trying to make him beat up hmm. this person and take their money or whatever. Right. Or maybe he's going to go to a career in law and he'll be Harvey <laughs> because they had two face. My first thought there. was or the two face look. Bad. Yeah. Right. So I was like, this is such an interesting, we're getting so much of this kid without ever knowing anything about him that I was like, this is going to be a Robin or this is going to be somebody. Did you get the feeling that this was going to be somebody or did you just think it was a setup for the vibe of the movie? I thought it was going to be like, this is, you can turn yourself around. You can. And join me. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I, I thought that with the kid, the mayor's kid, and he showed up a couple times, and he, Batman does give him a lot of looks. I was thinking, okay, it's going to be that guy. But maybe maybe they that other guy seeks out Batman from the beginning, oh, yeah. and maybe that's the fail because Batman doesn't have experience, and that's the first Robin who fails, and then he works with this little kid. I no, I, I am 100%, and in my head canon, the young boy with the half makeup is Jason Todd. <laughs> and the little boy, uh, we're going to find out his name was Richard. So I don't know about the Richard. I, I felt like that was what they were going for, but I was like, I don't know if they're actually going to do that. I'm really sold on the guy from the beginning being Jason Todd. Oh, I th- yeah. I'm, I'm into that storyline. It'd yeah. be cool. What did you, uh, before we get, I think we're getting close, but what do you feel about the Batmobile in this? Uh, second favorite Batmobile we've ever had. 
I thought it was pretty badass. It was just a car, wasn't it? Oh, but it sounded no, it was so, so cool. mean. And just like the rest of his equipment, it looked like something that he fucking ordered parts for and is like, I, I think this. this goes here. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you could just see him and Alfred like building this thing and like he's trying not to nerd out, but he's like, oh, this is going to be really fucking cool. Like, <laughs> I thought it was really fucking cool. I thought it was really fucking cool. And then it's hilarious. Like the first time we see it, it's like revving up and everybody's like shitting their pants and then it dies and then it revs up again. Well, and that could be the inexperience on how do I handle this thing. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess just like when we read all the comics, I'm just tired of all the renditions of Batmobiles. Didn't no, we have I the don't. origin of the Batmobile like six times in our comic continuity? No, probably, but we didn't have just a for that. I'm putting another one in. So. <laughs> it was it was fine. I'm not a, a car person. Truck. It didn't bother me. I, I felt it went with his experience level, and it went with the feeling of the movie. Yeah, I, I thought so too. I thought it was it. It felt like the hand carved thing that the rest of his suit and gear and you know he's still putting everything together um and you know it's it's not morgan freeman handing him this this right almost unbelievable tech uh it's something that could exist but you'd have to be a fucking superhero comic book character to be seen driving around in kind of thing all right exactly <laughs> exactly do we uh want to, any final thoughts before we do reviews yeah, let's talk about a little bit of the final. Uh, so going into the movie, I asked you guys, like, as the previews were about to start, I was like, what's one thing you want to see out of a Batman movie? I said Batman. Yeah, that was <laughs> a real good answer. Um, I got what I wanted. You did you see did. a lot you of did. Batman. You saw a lot of them. <laughs> they gave you everything you wanted. Um, I don't know, Aaron, did you? I don't think you had one at that I didn't moment. Ha- I, wanted, I wanted to be able to walk away being like, I wasn't disappointed. And I got a story where I wasn't like, they're not shoehorning shit in. They're not trying to make things cliche or it's not too cliche. It's not over the, I don't know. It's not like over the top. Like, okay, this is too ridiculous. We've had that in movies. We've had the ultra realism. We've had, you know, some of the, this is. Suits with nipples. Right. We've had that. And I, I wanted something where like, okay, this has got a lot to live up to. You got Battison, who nobody knew how he was going to be coming into this. I was like, I just don't want to be disappointed by Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- that kind of was where I didn't want to be disappointed by the Batman. And, and I don't you? think I was. No, nice. I know I wasn't. So. I, I mentioned real quick because I had a thought and I've had a thought <clears throat> through all the Batman movies. It's something that I loved about the animated series. And you see it all the time in the comics. It's the opening of the killing joke. Batman goes and walks down the halls of Arkham and you see all mm. of the inmates behind their little windows rattling the bars, yeah. catcalling or doing whatever they're doing. And Bat calling? you realize that this place is inhabited by the worst of the worst and it's, it's sick all the way down to its foundations. Mm-hmm. And we got so close in this movie that that is my hope and ongoing hope. So the movie gives us the tease of the future of this Gotham. Mm -hmm. You know, it's drowned in water. They need to... Drowned? 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 Drowning in water. It's drowning in water. Um, It's wet. Yet they all have Batman to look up to and hope for the citizens do. But also a select group of individuals has something to strive for themselves now. And they have friends where there weren't friends before. And there are p- 
people on the other sides of the uh, the jail cells that you might just make chums mm-hmm. with and uh, have a laugh about yeah. and have a good good giggle. I think maybe I didn't want Joker yet, but I wasn't disappointed that he was there. And I thought just enough of him, like it wasn't a single laugh where you're like, oh, okay, at least they're just giving you a little wink and a nod. Like they gave him lines, they gave him a setup, Mm -hmm. they let him, you know, be kind of creepy and crazy. Yeah, and I liked it. I don't think it necessarily means Joker is going to be in the next one. I think it's just be like, this is the the world, this is where we're at. I agree, Aaron. This is who's here. And I thought it did give us that glimmer of Arkham that we hadn't had in other movies. Yeah. Just even a taste at the end. So... You know, maybe it'll be a lot more. Maybe there'll be an Arkham break because, you know, God knows they all fucking escape all the time. If he's in there, who else is, right? Right. right. So who has been put away? Did Batman already put him away prior to this? Yeah. If those goons in the beginning were mimicking him, Uh if he has he already wreaked some havoc and they think they recovered from it. Is this like a is this in the same world as the Joker movie with Arthur? Is that the like the carryover? Who knows? We don't know that for sure. Oh, I guess we don't know that. So, anything else? Uh, reviews. But let me ask you something. What do you think of this? Say it's that was it's terrible, horrendous. I'm offended. I'm appalled. That was awesome. Yes. Yes. I liked it. Um, it was good. I uh, yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. I was try- I was thinking after I saw it, I was like, where does this rank on my Batman movies? And it's pretty high of the like ten live action Batman movies right now. It's probably in the top, it's like a three or four. Um, I need wow. to see it again before I can really, really say. But for me, without re saying everything I've said this whole episode, Zoe Kravitz and the. F- way that they merged the realism with the comic book is what mm-hmm. really had me right. not falling asleep for three hours. Yeah. Uh, I was kind of, I didn't want to go to the bathroom when I had to go, but I had to <laughs> we go. We all went. I know. Well, everybody went a zillion times, but I, I was tuned in the entire time. I didn't want to miss anything. I thought the cinematography, I thought the, uh, music, I thought, really added a lot to to the movie itself. I think you know you get a deeper appreciation for those kind of things because it, it wouldn't have been the same without some of the sounds going on, mm-hmm. without some of the the visuals happening. But I I loved it. I thought it was great in terms of where it ranks in Batman movies. I would need to see it again before I could place it, but it's definitely, uh, it's definitely in the top three to four. I would say. Yeah, yeah, I echo everything you guys said. Um, something I've been thinking about a lot since it came out and letting myself get uh, involved in the social media, talk about the movie and everything, continues to remind me why the three of us like doing this show, why we decided we could do a show and keep a show going now for over three years about Batman, is this character can be portrayed and enjoyed in so many different ways and by so many different people and presented in a different type of movie, a different type of setting over and over and over. And it, it works if you 
take it to uh, a seriousness that uh, you are, I don't know, I'm not saying this well, but if you take yourself serious enough in the genre that you're in, and this genre that this movie was in, it took itself right up to that level that Mm -hmm. it needed to be, but it kept itself grounded in its source material. It made it worthwhile for big fans and readers like us to see all of the little nods, Tweedledee and Tweedledum, which I don't know if that's who the twins were, but they are. Oh, uh, that's in my head. Yeah, um, there's no reason that we can't say that that's who they were. Like, that's what's Until we're told otherwise. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. To all those things for comic readers, it, it was a lot of fan service, yet I think it was a well-told, well-presented movie at the same time. Um, outside of being Batman. And you got to be prepared for a more violent superhero movie than you may be used to. You got to be prepared for not as much action as maybe you see in the Marvel movies. It's more of a thinking, crime-solving movie. Mm-hmm. And there's a shit ton of rain, so be ready for that. Because <laughs> uh, that doesn't help when you're sitting in the theater for three hours and you got to pee and it's just fucking raining <laughs> all the fucking time. That's and it's true. like, I got to pee. Stop raining for a minute. <laughs> Did you get any vibes, uh, crow vibes off oh, of... Oh, yeah. You can't rain all the time. But yeah, apparently in Gotham, Batman. it can. It could. Yeah. So, uh, what's next, Jake? I have no idea. Okay, great. Uh, we're reading something. Tune uh, in for whatever we're that we're reading. Movie. Nightwing. Oh, yeah, Nightwing, uh, Volume 1, A Night in Bloodhaven. Great. Did yeah. I read that? I read that. Aaron, what'd we learn? It's that time again. To do another one of our cute little skits? No, it's time to learn the day's lesson. And to find out what it is, we turn to the Wheel of Batman. Wheel of Batman. Turn, turn, turn. Tell us the lesson that we should learn. Well, Jake, we learned a, a few things thanks to you. The, the first being, fuck you, you can't have too much symbolism. It's a movie with a guy dressed as a bat. <laughs> and you bought fruit snacks? I did buy fruit snacks. Weird. Are they like child fruit snacks? It's not like, like a like little a bag. bag. It's like a big bag, like a candy size, like a big I didn't even know they sold fruit I snacks either. at the movie theater. I get well, they do have. You get too sugary if you eat just regular candy, so you get the sweet tooth thing going. But that's, that's why, why you, you buy popcorn, popcorn and then you pour candy into it to o- offset the sugar with salt. Anyway, for <laughs> go see the Batman. Get some popcorn. It's your fruit snacks. It's all good. Go yeah, go see it in theater um, when you can. When you can, if you feel safe, because movies i think a lot of movies deserve to be seen in theater on the big screen and if we don't go see them did they you won't, make that, they won't that little out. video at the beginning of the movie jake where the guy thanks <laughs> oh, you that for guy. coming back to the theater yeah thanks marcus mr uh, marcus all right well for the brotherhood of batman i'm aaron i'm, I'm the oldest jake. of us i'll clean this up i'm metalwad i'm ben your <laughs> sunshine and gotham bye Oats of bitters plants this city